Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Eminem Live or Wayne Wednesdays, where we weigh in on all things maintenance. Uh, one of my favorite conversations. Joining me, as always, is Kim. She is the manager of the weight loss programs that we run in Odette, who is the manager of the maintenance group uh, that we have. And we have a special guest joining us today. Uh, Anastasia is here. She... Well, you were a Livy Lurker first. I love that term, Livy Lurker. Yeah. So you didn't get into the program, you know, as we do, we sell out and people can't yeah. get in or they join late and whatever. So in the spring, you were a Livy Lurker and because you missed the deadline to sign up, which by the way, uh, I don't know if people, people should probably know on Monday, this Monday, we're doing like a flash of hot flash sale. So you guys hear about that? We're doing a big hot flash sale where you can pick up mm-hmm. either or both the maintenance uh, program and the... Um, the weight loss group for a special rate. So if you're looking to do redo um, the weight loss group, or you're listening on podcast. Okay. Back to you, Anastasia. So you, you spring, you missed the group fall. Mm-hmm. You signed up, hit your goal the following spring. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And so down 20 pounds and been in maintenance ever since. Yes. More or less. Yeah. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Me. All right. How's that yeah. been for you? Um, like a debt, like, okay. So I did a, I did a, what are those? A spotlight. I Odette asked me to do a spotlight a year yeah. ago. Yeah. So I yeah. rewrote my spotlight. And it's so funny how life changes within that one year. <laughs> right? So great. It was aired, I think, on October 12th, I want to say. <laughs> and two weeks later, my um, my uh, my husband was diagnosed with AFib. So it turned everything upside down. Because now um, I was already, we were already going through some stuff, life stuff, work stuff, whatever, new puppy, all that stuff. Um, And so now I have, I have to be supportive of my husband who has a very good lifestyle. Like he's healthy. He had no other signs of anything else otherwise healthy. Um, And I have to now um, be their support, his support system, try to get him through the whole thing of, um, Sorry, I'm so sorry about that. Uh, getting through the whole thing about um, it's not you. It just I don't know. Whatever. I was my husband's support, my children's support that the dad's going to be okay. My in-laws, my parents, like all of that. Situational and, change. That situational yeah. change. And it was like yeah. there was nothing left. I had nothing. <laughs> like I was telling Odette, I was cramming chips into my uh, to physically suppress all of that stuff I wanted to feel that I should have felt yeah. I was cramming it right down. Like, like it was crazy. And then I stopped and then I stopped. 
right? And then I brought it all back, which is the whole point, right? Because you're going to go off. You're not, no one is perfect. No situations are perfect, but I was never tried like that. So I got a little cocky, right? So I was never tried as such, right? Because, you know, it's, and I remember saying to myself again, this is the only, what goes in my mouth is the only thing I can control. So I have to figure yeah. out how else I'm going to get around all of this. And eventually I, you know, whatever, more exercising, whatever. And I got, I got back into it, but it wasn't. And then, and then like a year later, so then a dad in January emailed me and said, I haven't heard from you in like forever. <laughs> you know, anywhere. Where you been? Where you been? Which I have to say, I'm very humbled because nobody really thinks there's so many people on, on the, in the groups and that I never thought I would be missed. And I'm humbled that I, that she reached out. I was so, I'm like, so thank you for that. I was like, you know what? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm all right. So and that's when, you know, we chatted, whatever. And she asked me, you know, what's your, are you at your finally and forever? And I said, finally and forever for me is not a number on the scale. It's an essence of being. It's oh, where yeah. I am. I'm in Livy Loser Nirvana. <laughs> well, we we are we are very first of all we're very grateful of any of our members who step up whether it's in the weight loss group or the mindfulness group and share their experience right because so many people have an opportunity to learn from that and it resonates with so many people very real people on very real journeys you know um no doubt I'm assuming that this is going to tie into the topics today. Because we're talking mindfulness, I know, over in the weight loss group. And this is, a you know, those three reasons that you have to be mindful of gaining weight back. Obviously not solidifying your weight, but people are in the maintenance group there or they're, you know, doing another round of the weight loss program. That situational change, which is a big one that sounds like you've been challenged with yeah. in the past little bit. And then, and then that not being mindful and you have to be particularly mindful when that situational change hits. So my goodness. Um, well, it's nice to see you and I'm glad that you're joining us today. And, um, yeah, let's get right into the conversation, I guess, because no doubt, uh, Anastasia will have some insight. Is it Anastasia or Anastasia? Anastasia is fine. However, my answer to it all. My answer to I've heard it all. All right, Odette, what do you got for us today? Let's get into this. So, I mean, like you said, I think, you know, Anastasia's here with us this week. She's, after we spoke, I'm like, she has to come on week three, week three. she has to talk mindfulness with us. So we are going to dive into that. But um, we did have a question last week from a member that I wanted us to weigh in on. Um, I wanted to get to it last week and we just, we didn't get there because we, you know, as you know, our conversations are so good. We just, we go with how they go. So, um, so just reading this um, question from a member. So being new to maintenance, my question is, how do you move through the fear worry of gaining the weight back? I still find myself walking past a mirror, catching a glimpse of me and still feel surprised that the image I see is actually me. I know I've put in the work and continue to do so in order to solidify the weight loss of the past nine months, but I feel the what ifs creeping back in. So I thought, you know, this is such a powerful thing because people that are coming into maintenance for the first time, we talk about this, the what ifs, you know, the, the, the traumas from past diet experiences and how do they lean into believing that they can do this forever? So how do you, you know, how do you get past that? Um, you know, when okay, I was thinking, yeah, go, go. Well, I was going to say, I'll start with the basics. Yeah. You have to follow through on the four steps of the living method, right? You have to yeah. lose your weight. Step one, then you've got to put time into solidifying your weight because this really factors in into that third 
that third stage, right? The, the, you're in maintenance, you're testing the waters. This is where you're learning to trust that you're going to be able to maintain and sustain your weight. So I think on the most basic level, you have to follow through on those steps. And that third stage before you get to that finally in forever, wake up, feel good, you know, just live your life. That could be two weeks for people. That could be two years for somebody else. Like, I don't think there's a time limit. So just outlining the basics at, at minimum. And I think spending time having going through those stages and spending as much time as you know, this is an indication you're not ready to move on with your finally in forever yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that means that to me, that means that there's, you lost the weight physically, but there's more work to do mentally. Right. That's, so that's, that's what I got to say about that. Mm-hmm. I'll probably follow up what you guys got. Yeah. I was going to, just going to say, I, I agree with you said with what you said, you know, following through the four steps and what that equates to really is time, you know, putting in the time and yeah. proving to yourself over and over again. You know, it's not something that you're just going to believe there's no line in the sand. That's like, you know, I don't believe it now. And then all of a sudden I do. So it's, you know, just because I lost weight doesn't mean I'm confident that I'm going to be able to keep it off. So really going through those steps um, and putting the time in and really building that trust and building that belief in yourself, you know, getting rid of those limiting beliefs from before, putting the time in and, and being able to believe it moving forward. Anastasia, what do you think? Um, yeah, practically speaking, she needs another, another session in my opinion. Just because I've been there, right? Like recently. So you need another. And the reason why you need another session is not necessarily, yeah, you finish losing your weight. It's to solidify that number. If it's atta- if you're finding forever is attached to a number, you need to solidify that. But in addition to that, the vocabulary in the program is so positive. Constantly. You see it. Maximize your efforts. It's not decrease what you're eating. Don't eat this. Don't eat that. It's always maximize your nutrition. It's always make the best choices for you. It's such positive jargon that that's what you need. Because since in my personal experience, since I was 15 years old, I was told I'm too short. I was told I'm too bottom heavy. I was told everything, everything under the sun. And whether I didn't, like, I mean, I'm an outgoing person and I have confidence. You still internalize all of that stuff. And that's a lot of work. And the program to get to finally and forever, like you said, you're not ready for finally and forever. And that's okay because you still now have to put in work. You have to put in work that you are worth it. Mindfulness is a gift to yourself. You need to feel like worth it because if you're walking by a mirror and saying, Jesus, is that me? right? Like you still need it. You need another program. You need another, because you're like cheerleaders in there. The people Mm. in there are like, it's so well administrated. And I think I said this to a day yesterday, the program is so well administrated. Anyone who is very negative is kindly escorted out. And, (laughs) and it's just so positive. And that in my opinion is what you need another thing. And then when you get into mindfulness, there will be times where things are low, where your glass is half full. You know, when your glass is half full, jump into a maintenance program, post something. And I tell you the things that come back. Well, it doesn't matter. It could be two or three people. There's always an administrator that's going to respond. Okay. And it's always positive. And it's never like, it's just so positive. You still need that. You still need a cheering squad. So I suggest going for another program. It's like a reinforcement. Well, 
this is why I, I love the maintenance group because we have these kind of conversations and support in here. But to your point, you know, I, I always bring it back to Ruth Kane because we don't want anyone doing the program any longer than they need to. But Ruth Kane right. and our team at the University of Ottawa, one of the things that they've studied and she's she's said and I've said before and shared is that it seems like people who spend more time doing the program have a have a lot easier time in maintenance because they've spent more time in that environment, more time working through their issues and associations, more time you know, working through their belief system, more time working through their habits, as opposed to someone who does the program, they lose their weight, great, but they haven't spent that kind of time doing that kind of work where they're working through that belief system to your point, oh, dad, working through your issues mm-hmm. and associations. I can know, I can, I can see Kim, I'll, I'll get your um, response in a sec, but there is mm-hmm. a, an adjustment period where mm-hmm. you're, after you're done losing, it takes about another three months for your brain to actually catch up to where you are at like that, that is something that's happening. You're not really registering because although, you know, it seems like it takes forever to lose the weight it actually happens quite quickly and it can take a while for your brain to catch up to where your body is at. But that's why that solidifying stage is so important. So if you are rolling into, or you are in the midst of that third stage or you're focusing on maintenance, right? Trying to understand what that looks like and feels like to you, you know, that, that, to your point, Anastasia, it could be someone's benefit to do another round of the program mm-hmm. to really, you know, solidify that mental part. Forget about just solidifying the physical part, but solidifying that mental part of the program. Kim, what are you going to say? Um, I think, yeah, just one of the things that you said just made me think about even this, the tweak this week this morning when we were talking about really making a habit of those four questions. And I think this yeah. is something else that it's going to take some time before it becomes automatic. You almost have to have that conversation with yourself, build that confidence and actually prove that confidence and that sort of self-reflection like constantly like I'm here. This is me. This is how my body looks now. You're not going to believe that the first time you tell yourself, you're going to need to remind yourself, just like we asked those four questions, they've become automatic for everyone to listen to their body. This is something else that you're going to need to work on before it becomes automatic and you just believe it. Well, and even when you think you got it, life smacks you in the face. Next time, next thing you know it, you're like, you're moving and grooving through maintenance. You're like, I got this. I feel good. And then life hits you and you're being challenged. And the next thing you know, you fall back into the old habits, coping mechanisms, all those things. And that's where you have to like really step up and and be mindful, right? So sometimes that little thing where God says, hold my beer, um, helps (laughs) because it does, it, how do you, because you've given, we have a pathway and to everybody that's kind of doubting, I don't know, whatever, there's a pathway back right? You have it. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why when you notice in the weight, in the weight loss groups, people saying, well, I'm going to go away. What am I going to do? And you know, eat all the things, go eat the birthday cake, do mm-hmm. it after, and do it because for so, for many of us, for most of us, when we go away, we have starved ourselves, right? You've done some dumb, mm-hmm. ridiculous diet. So you can lose three or four pounds of water. It's not even weight. Uh, water. And then when you go wherever you go, you're going to binge and then you're going to come back and then you're going to starve yourself again. And your body is saying to itself, what manner of nonsense is this? (laughs) Right. So when you go on the plan in the beginning, it's not going to do anything for you. But if your body knows that at some point you're going to go back on eating what's appropriate, nourishing, maximizing, 
you'll be fine. But you need to go through all of those steps. You need to fall so that you can get back up again and so that you can be stronger because nothing is perfect. And expecting perfection from yourself is like another self-sabotage, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we people forget too, though, that the the reason why we keep following that food plan and it's so routine and so routine and so routine and we repeat it and repeat it and repeat it when we do another round, another round, another round is that becomes habit too. Yeah. The, the, yeah. It becomes habit. It becomes something your body, to yeah. your point, familiar with. So mm-hmm. you can go off track, for lack of a better word, and do whatever and deal with this and be challenged and whatever. And then the minute you start thinking, okay, I'm going to get back on track. It's like your body's like, okay, I know what I need to do. Same thing we were talking about mm-hmm. that that memory of if you've ever eaten anything that you don't like or drank any alcohol. And just the thought of it is like, oh my gosh, I can never drink lemon gin again. Just the thought of the process of the living method and doing the things that you need to do, just that energy just gets you back on track because it becomes Mm -hmm. so familiar. And that's why the repetitiveness and the routine is so important because it's like you're creating a new habit of that way of living and thinking and feeling and being and doing and all those things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a comment. Let me read. I am realizing that 40 years of dieting wreaked havoc on me mentally and realizing for me, it's taking a lot of time to unravel it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I couldn't be happier to be working to break that cycle. I think that's the, that's it right there. Because if you're bringing these feelings up, do we have the, who asked this question? Do we know Odette? Um, no, I can't see from who asked it, but I can open it. No, no. Who asked the original question? Oh, um, no, I can look it up though. Okay. But this, 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 this question, it's like, I don't know if it's, you know, like what is going on? I still find myself walking in the mirror, catching a glimpse of me. I still feel surprised if I see an image or if I see it's me. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, that is bringing up all of those feels. A sigh. Thought I was done feeling the feels of this journey. Spoiler alert. You're not done. That's Mm -hmm. what that's about. Like we could talk about it over and over and over, but it's for you to be like, okay, why am I having these feelings? And of course, some people, 40 years of dieting, of course, Sai, you have still have these same feelings, right? Because it runs deep. If you've been trying to lose weight for 20 years, okay, I love that you lost it with the Libby method, but you know, you probably have a lot of feels that you have to work through that might continue to pop up over the years and years. If you use food for coping every time you're around your family, 
you know, like you might be fine. And then all of a sudden you go on a vacation with your family. You're like, this is why I eat. I say this all the time. This is why I drink, man. feels like every day when you're not drinking, you realize why you are drink, why you drank in the first place. Like every day I'm like, this is why I drink, Tony. This is why I drink, you know, and this is why a lot of people eat, eat stress at work, hoping for this, celebrating that. It seems like there's always something. So yeah, you're all, I, I don't think, I don't think, the feels ever go away. I don't, I don't know that they ever go away. I think, I, become, I, I think they become muted. They, they become muted and it's not related to food as much anymore. Like it doesn't yeah. give you the comfort anymore that it used to. Yeah. Right. Something else does like, I don't know, going for a run, going for a walk, petting your dog. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend a dog for this. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is our first dog ever. And we got him. Our warehouse flooded, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, and he was, and he is the most joyful creature I've ever <laughs> Therapeutic. There are other ways to cope, but the problem with food is you can never stop eating food, right? You have to eat. You right. Stop drinking, right? And it's very, yeah. but you, you know, you get to a point where, again, like the emotions are there. They're there. I'm just not going to medicate that way. I think. Oh, uh, yeah. But I, I get to that point. Like it's, I did it. I told the dead. I just realized I did a lot of work to get to this point. Like a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love doing the work. Yeah. And I hate to tell you, as soon as you clear some stuff more, it's like the shit just lands in your lap again. It's yeah. like, oh, good for you, Gina. Right. You worked through that shit. Here's some more. Here's more. Yeah. 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 Shit sure. On your lap, I think it feels like, right? Sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, like how Anissa just said, like she's put in so much work now and there's always a pathway back. Yes. And I think yeah. this like this plays exactly into or this speaks exactly to where this whole mindfulness, let's say this mindfulness business, because it, like it, it is, it's almost like, you know, it's work. So that's where this mindfulness comes in. And people are asking, you know, is mindfulness, do I have to be mindful forever? Is this something that I have to do forever? Yes. Yeah. And I said, well, the easy answer is yes, but the, you know, not so easy explanation is you don't have to do this forever. It's not this that's forever, but it's like, it's, it's the state of being, it's your mindset. It's this pathway back, like Anastasia said. So, you know, when you're practicing mindfulness, you know, maybe it's years from now, you're going to have that awareness when you do need to get back on the path to coming back when you, you know, you, you will be in tune to you know, things that are happening that don't align with where you want to be. That's what being mindful is. Being mindful is not, you know, every single day, like really being, you know, obsessed with every decision you make and, and, and trying to do everything all at once. Mindfulness really is that state of being of just, you know, realizing where you want to be, how you want to feel and, you know, being in tune and open to that. I also yeah, you don't want to, that space in your brain with what am I going to eat naughty? You don't want to be like, mm-hmm. oh my God, am I being mindful? Let me do a little, little, like, it's not no, that. You, when I describe, describe that to people, it's not, a, it's not work. It shouldn't be work to be mindful because you are born with your mind-body connection. We get disconnected. Mm-hmm. So you just have to not disconnect, I think, is what you need to do. And you are, you are you're working on a new relationship with yourself, a new relationship with food. So, so you can go back and enjoy everything that comes with life, the yummy bites, bits and all of that, but in a whole new way that you're connected. And whenever I say, 
you know, that wake up, look good, feel good, go about your day. I'm not obsessing all day over the, over this. I've been maintaining my weight for 30 years. There are times in your life that you are going to be more challenged. And that is where you're going to have to directly focus on being more mindful because there's a lot of noise and a lot of drama and a lot of other things that will get in the way of you prioritizing yourself, taking care of yourself, doing what you need to do. So it is work, but I think it's work that you want to do because that work is going to lead you to not only maintaining, sustaining your weight, but truly living your best life, especially in those hard moments. Like you, I can't imagine living a life where living, what's the opposite of mindful? What reactive? What's the opposite of mindful? I think it's reactive. That's what the program has taught me to respond, not to react. When you, when I was cramming chips into my mouth, I was reacting. And that's when I stopped myself and I said, well, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Reacting. So the program makes you responsive. My stomach, I haven't eaten in two hours. I need to put something in there. And then you go mm-hmm. and you check. Tick off the boxes. This is what I need to eat. Wait a minute. Are there groovy figurines in here? It's automatic, right? It becomes automatic is what I want to say. But you become responsive. And and that that bleeds into the rest of your life as well. When Mm -hmm. your kid says something to you in the teenager kind of way that they say it, you become responsive. You stop and you say, okay, they're 16 and whatever. Mm -hmm. It's responsive. It's being responsive. I think. Yeah. I think it could be different for everybody. I just Googled the uh-huh. opposite of mindfulness is mindlessness. Of course I it is. Like, yeah. Duh. I was, I was uh, going to say like the, the opposite of, of mindfulness is of mindfulness. So it's the same word. It's, it's so you're being mindful or your mind is full. Like, you know, like, are you being mindful of, of really what's happening or is your mind just full of everything else and you just, you can't like just, you know, decipher. Yeah. I think uh, if it is this thing, we all are distracted or distracted is a good word. Yeah. Yeah. Distracted. I saw that. I think this is, this is like the takeaway is what is the opposite? You know what being mindful is? It's being in tune. It's paying attention. It's being self-aware. It's being mindful that you are under distress. It's being mindful that, you know, you are distracted. You have things going on. So what, what is the opposite of mindfulness to you, each and every one of you, everyone listening? It could be individual, right? Like that's, to me, it's like checking out. The opposite of mindfulness is just, I don't want to check out on my life. Sure, I need moments where I'm like, okay, let me just mindlessly watch TV. But that's not how I want to navigate and live through my life, just oblivious mm-hmm. and and feeling like you're not in control. To me, mindfulness is control. I hate that. You guys know I hate the word control and moderation, especially when it comes to dieting. I don't even like, like, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't even like managing, but to me it's, it's control. Being mindful means I'm, I'm, I know what's going on. I'm in tune in a sense. I'm in control. I guess that would be my replacement to me. Mindfulness means control. And so not being mindful, the opposite would be lack of control because I'm, I know I'm not having a say because I'm not aware of what the heck I'm doing. I'm just whatever. That's not how I want to live. I mean, I want to let things to go off my back and not, you know, I'm okay. Like, you know, things not to bother me and be Zen, but I don't want to be disconnected from my life. Mm-hmm. That's deep, eh? Yeah. That's deep. Yeah. Maintenance is deep. Oh, I need a I need wine now. Right? Yeah. This, this is why, why I drink. This is why I drink. 
<laughs> yeah, and I think you said it perfectly. Like that's the takeaway. The takeaway is you want to stay connected, right? So when you ask, is mindfulness forever? It, you know, it's a state of being that is forever. It's just always checking in with yourself. It's knowing where you're at. It's meeting yourself where where you're at and being responsive to what you need to do, right? To get you back on that pathway to to where you want to be. I think that's, yeah, that's what mindfulness is. And we're, and that's what we're doing now. We're putting the work in so we can be in tune to that. So we're aware of that mindfulness and we're aware of that, you know, when that shift needs to happen. It's not just going back to, you know, doing everything that you did before. No, like this is, you are retraining yourself. You're unlearning what you've learned before to, you know, to be able to move on and sustain this. I love this uh, comment from Suzanne. I'm doing my eighth round right now. I've maintained my 55 pound loss for the past four rounds. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Life events happen during my round four to seven. My acquired program knowledge and my desire to work the program was there. However, my commitment wasn't as evident. Right now, I'm progressing and reworking my mindfulness back on the road. No more detours. Yeah. It's a yeah. process. I think, you know, like even with me and I've shared this, we don't have enough time to go into that, but, you know, be able to maintain my weight without even like worrying about it, you know, for 30 years, then all of a sudden, you know, I start this company. I'm, I'm, I'm busier than I ever have. I've got a lot of responsibilities. I've never run a company, never managed 50 something people before. My kids are now teenagers. They go from being little to now teenagers, mental health pandemic. I work through, you know what I mean? My kid's dad passes away. My hormones, I'm 50. Like at this point in my life, it's like, holy fucking shit balls. Like what is happening to me? I've had to like my, be mindful of my yin yang. Like it's not, and not just because of my weight related, but because of my life, my stress that I'm not sleeping and then I'm on edge and I've got a lot going on and then I'm moody and I have to manage relationships and all that stuff. So this is a particular time in my life where I need to be extra mindful. I'm doubling down on that shit. You know, I'm, I'm getting up, I'm exercising, I'm meditating, I'm yogiing, I'm reading self-help books. I'm, you know, getting just as much out of the experts as everyone trying to lose weight. So I'm not trying to lose weight, but I'm trying to just keep my shit together and keep my life moving forward in the way that, you know what I mean? This is the most positive way. So I think it's just, you're going to have times like Anastasia had the last year, like I'm having right now. If you're lucky, you're going to go through huge chunks of life where you, you, life is amazing and easy peasy and sunshine and rainbows. But a lot of the times it's not. And I think because people are so concerned about their weight, they're, they're tying stressful times are going to be stressful times and you're going to have to eat. And the reality is that probably in past stressful times, you ate all the wrong things, which wasn't helpful either, you know? Mm. So it is, you're going to have seasons of your life, seasons of your life where, you know, are much easier to navigate than others. And that's just, I think the reality of it, of living, let alone weight loss, but people bring it back to weight loss. Cause obviously this is what we're talking about here. Right. But mm-hmm. the tools that you get from the program bleed into all of that other stuff. Like it helps you. It yeah. comes, I was telling Odette, I no longer need to eat all the things. Like when I go away, I don't need to eat all the things. I eat what I want to eat. I eat yeah. it and I move on. We went to New Orleans. I did not have three beignets on the plate. I didn't need all three of them. I ate one and it was enough for me. Okay. Yeah. That bleeds over into me going to Costco and I don't need four sets of tights in four different colors. <laughs> I don't need all the colors. Do you see what I mean? I do. <laughs> it's that measure. Mm-hmm. It's, again, it's that 
do I re- is this serving me? Yes, it's in my drawer, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We have tools to navigate the perimenopause, which is and menopause, and her parents are getting older, and all of it. All of the mm-hmm. kids are getting older, and there's so yeah. much. Thank God for magnesium calm. That's another thing. I think <laughs> if I didn't get anything out of the program, magnesium calm is the what I got out of the program, and right. it helps. It just and the things that would trigger me, it muted the edge on that. You know, and <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It just didn't make it, it didn't ramp up my anxiety. It helped, which means there was something yeah. deficient in what I was eating and what I was, yeah. my supplements would happen, right? So yeah, it helps. Yep. It helps throughout. It's not just weight loss. It's not. Yeah, people learn so much. And that's why we have this amazing group. This group gives you a support system to continue your journey. I'm lucky to have this group and Anastasia on my team. I love that. Um, yeah. That's our time for today. In fact, we're a little bit over time. Odette, uh, final words? Uh, so I, my takeaway is that Kim and I need to be easier to manage. So you yeah. can be more mindful. So you don't worry about this chat, Odette. <laughs> I think that was a subliminal message here. You make my life easy. You help with my stress. You're, you help with my stress. You're called, it's called um, new stress yes. over distress, but I'll fill you in on that later. Okay. So final words, um, you know, this week, I just want everyone to just come back to mindfulness. You know, we've got a few more days of this week. Let's just really hone in on it. Let's practice it. Let's go back to being in tune. Let's go back to really, um, you know, listening to what our body needs and listening to the message it's telling us. Let's get off autopilot. Let's just get off, you know, going through the motions. Let's really just, um, you know, dial into that mindfulness again. So, you know, let's not make it a chore, but let's just make it a state of being just like Anastasia said off the top. So that's my takeaway. Wise words. I love it. All right. Thanks, ladies, so much. That was so fun. Uh, Thank you, Anastasia, for joining us today. Uh, And thanks for everyone who's watching and listening. Have a good night and we'll see you next time. Bye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.